Good evening and welcome to uh, the In Squash podcast, episode 11, and a monumental one it was. Uh, we had our first lady PSA tour player on the uh, In Squash podcast tonight. And uh, wow, it was a it was a great uh, it was a great episode, a great chat uh, with uh, recently crowned British national champion Tessney Evans. Uh, she won her first round match in the Windy City Open uh, yesterday against Netta Abbas, and uh, she has a day off. And uh, wow, she gave us some of her time, and uh, I think right about now she's heading off to the courts to uh, to get a bit of practice in. But uh, it was a great uh, great chat with uh, Tessney. We did suffer through uh, a few technical glitches, but um, I think the editing team uh, managed to uh, sort that out. Uh, hopefully, uh, I think the beginning of the podcast. Um, just be forewarned, it's a bit, um, it's a bit off and on, uh, I guess, for lack of better terms. But uh, to, uh, towards the middle, uh, we sorted things out in terms of the the internet connection, and it went well. Uh, but even the beginning part uh, uh, is quite great. Uh, so uh, now, before we get into the podcast, I just want to uh, go and give you my picks for round two of the uh, Windy City Open uh, on the men's side. Um, I'm going to go with uh, yeah, Kareem Abdul-Gawad over Borja Golan. That'll be a good match, but I think Kareem will, uh, will take him out. Uh, Diego Elias, he's been struggling lately, but I think he's going to find some form. Uh, he's too talented not to. Uh, he'll beat uh, Cesar Salazar of Mexico. Rami is back, which is great to see, and uh, he'll have his way with the young, uh, young guy from, uh, from Hong Kong, Fung Yip. Uh, Tarek Momin playing good squash uh, should uh, shouldn't have much trouble with Gregoire Marche. Uh, Max Lee, okay, there he is, uh, fresh off his big win in Canada through the qualies. Uh, maybe he's got a bit of momentum here. Um, could this is uh, one of my two upset picks in uh, round one. I, I see Max Lee. He might pull off the upset here. Paul Cole. Uh, fresh off of uh, episode uh, 10 here on In Squash Podcast. He's got the the karma from the podcast, so uh, there's no way he loses this match uh, against Miguel Rodriguez. Uh, mind you, it's going to be an exciting one. Uh, the, those guys will be flying around the court like crazy. Uh, but Paul, uh, with the karma and uh, also with the talent that he has, uh, should get through there. Uh, I'd say 3-1. Uh, upset number two, though Abdullah Al Tamimi. Uh, I picked against him in the quality in the qualies. I won't pick against him uh, here. Uh, Matthew Castanet is playing well, but Abdullah Al Tamimi. Maybe he just wants to prove that he's uh, he belongs with the big boys. So uh, yeah, upset number two right there. That'll be a big upset if he can pull it off. And then um, the number one seed. Mohamed El Sherbagi against Declan James. Declan's been playing well, but uh, not well enough to beat uh, Mr. Sherbagi. So I've got uh, Sherbagi, Tamimi, Cole with the In Squash podcast Karma, Max Lee, a bit of an upset there, Momin, Rami, Diego, and Kareem Abdul Gawad. Okay, and on the women's. Uh, Women's side, we've got Amanda Sobey, and uh, she's going to have the 
the Chicago fans uh, cheering for her, and I, I see her making a deep run. Who knows? She could even get to the final here, uh, but she should win uh, round one. Uh, Noran Gohar uh, will win her match. Nicole David looking to uh, prove that she's not done yet. She should uh, get through in the first round. Allison Waters. British national British nationals runner-up. She should get through. Emily Whitlock will get through, and number two seed Renim El Walili. Uh, she's going to get through as well. So El Walili, Whitlock, Waters, Nicole David looking to prove that she's not uh, done by any stretch. Noran Gohar, and uh, hometown favorite Amanda Sobi. Uh, we could. Uh, see some good things from her uh, this week in the Windy City Open. So those are my picks. And now uh, on to the podcast. It was good fun. Uh, we covered a lot of ground uh, in a short period of time. Uh, Tessney was uh, very patient with me. Uh, she was good fun. Uh, and uh, she's got some, uh, some momentum going her way. Uh, now having uh, just won uh, the British National Championships. And uh, we talked a bit about that. Enjoy episode 11, the monumental one, the first of our, uh, the first uh, lady on the In Squash podcast. Okay, good afternoon, uh, good morning, or good evening, wherever you are. Uh, it's evening here, it's morning in Chicago, and uh, we have a very uh, special guest uh, on the podcast uh, today. Uh, she's the, uh, the current world number 12, uh, the Welsh number one. Uh, the newly crowned British national champion and uh, first round winner in the Windy City Open yesterday against uh, Egypt's Nada Abbas. Uh, Tesni uh, Evans is on the uh, podcast. Tesni, thank you uh, so much for coming on today. Of course, not to be here. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, just wondering, uh, Tesni, you, you have an off day today. Uh, congrats on the, on the win, on your first round win. Um, uh, what what are your uh, plans for the day in Chicago? Yeah, um, I have to at 1pm, so I'll be on court um, this afternoon. Um, but apart from that, no, you know, it's quite tiring to be walking around the city all day. So it'll be more of a much relaxing day. Yeah, especially a, a windy city like uh, like Chicago. Say again, sorry, I just missed that. As I said, uh, especially in the windy city. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got to be careful with this weather. Yeah, is it cold? Uh, it must be freezing. Um, you know, in past years, it's been really, really cold. This year hasn't been too bad as yet. Um, it's been sort of a few days a bit cold, but it hasn't been too bad. Um, nothing that a coat won't fix. Right on. And you're, you're from Wales, so you're, you're used to the uh, inclement uh, weather. Yeah, exactly. You know, coming from Wales, you're used to any weather. <laughs> All right. Well, you, obviously, you, you come from, uh, from Cardiff, and you, you grew up in, uh, in Cardiff, Wales. Um, and squash, uh, I think, in Wales, generally uh, uh, centers out of Cardiff. What was it like as a squash, uh, as a junior Cardiff? Um, it was good. I only, I only really lived there till I was um, about 10. Um, so... The main sort of that's probably where I learned to play, but I did a lot of my other stuff down there. I came from a club, um, a country club, really, that was really big at the time with squash, had five courts, and it was really, really good. Um, so that was great. And unfortunately, now the club isn't as big as it used to be, um, which is a shame. 
is now down to only two squash courts. But that's kind of the thing, which is which is quite disappointing. But it happens, and um, so most of, most of the squash in Cardiff now has been moved to the National Centre, um, which is literally right in the centre of Cardiff. Right. Yeah. That I guess that happens uh, in a lot of uh, places in the squash world these days. But we keep. Uh, we keep plodding along, and uh, so you've had you've had a very good year. And a very, yeah. Uh, um, you had your first breakthrough. I guess it would have been a, a big breakthrough in 2016. Was it the Wadi Dekla Open? You got to the semifinal. Uh, what What do you think led to that uh, good result for you? Making the semifinals of that event, which at the time it really gave me a lot of confidence, really moving forward to the rest of that season. And I was I can't remember now what number, but I was in the qualifying. So I played two matches in the qualifying um, to make the main, which in Egypt is never easy. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you had that that uh, excellent result in, in Egypt where you went through the qualifying. And uh, you've also had some really promising results uh, against the very, like the very top, the best players in the world, um, including a win, you know, wins, a couple of wins over Laura Macero and uh, even a 3-2, mm-hmm. a very close one to Ranim Walili. Uh, what does this tell you about your game? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it gives me a lot of a lot of confidence. Those kind of matches, you know, they're, they're, they're the best players in the world. They're, they've got way more experience than I have um, in sort of latter stages of tournaments. So it gives me a lot of confidence to know that I'm competing with these girls at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I've, yeah. seen, I've seen your name uh, in the draw in the draws and I, I sort of recognized it, but then uh, uh, the last couple of years, I mean, you, you've really come up and, and, uh, and produced some really good results. Is there anything you've been doing uh, with your coaching or in, with your training uh, or in your game that you can uh, pinpoint as being something that, that's uh, resulted in, the, in this uh, upsurge in your, your, your game? Sorry, I miss a little bit of that. If you don't mind repeating it, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah I was just no. saying that... Uh, if you obviously you you've had these good results and an excellent uh, mm-hmm. lately, has you have you done anything in your your training over the last few years that that have uh, that's led to these uh, good results? Um, yeah, about um, two seasons ago, I sat down with um, I sat down with a few people. Um, to uh, I've got two different coaches, and they sort of. Um, we talked through what I needed to do to get to sort of a next level. Did I need to change anything? Did, you know, I kind of felt like I wasn't really pushing on and I needed to make some changes. So we did. And physically, I think it was, a, it was more the physical side um, of what I needed to do. And, and it's really made a massive difference. Um, just a little bit of a change of training. But to be honest, if, if I was to put my finger on something, I don't think I can because I think it was literally just a, a combination of a few things um, that have just sort of come from years of practice and training and stuff. So it's just one of those things where I think I've just gained a lot more experience, a bit more belief, and everything's sort of just coming together, really. Yeah, and and I guess, you know, having excellent results against the the very best players in the world. That's just going to add to uh, add to your confidence as well. It's going to inject uh, some real self yeah. uh, belief there. Yeah, it definitely does. I think that's the, probably the biggest thing that you get your confidence from. You know, you gain a lot of confidence from your training if it's going well. If you feel like you're doing things better, but at the end of the day, it's the matches where you learn the most about yourself. 
and how how you're playing and where you're going and what you need to work on. So when that kind of goes well, you just everything seems to kick off really, and it goes in a an upward spiral. Right on. Now you you mentioned yeah. your your you you have two coaches, and they both. Uh, and mm-hmm. I guess it's Andrew and David, right? Evans. Yeah. 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 Now are yeah, they? So, uh, yeah. Is there some? Uh, is that a coincidence, or are they relatives? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Andrew Evans is my dad. Um, okay. He he used to play. Um, and yeah, he's basically worked with me from obviously a very, very young age. Um, he used to play uh, and, at a very high level, I would imagine. Yeah, he yeah he was a good player. Um, yeah, high level. Used to he didn't have the um, he didn't really have the, the I guess the money and stuff to travel as much. So he didn't really travel and etc. But he was very good level. Um, and yeah, he got he, he was very good. So that's been amazing. And uh, and David to have him. So. Um, Evans, yeah, he's no relation. Just, a, just, no relation. Okay. yeah, he's just a very, it's a very common last name <laughs> um, okay. in Wales. Everyone's Evans, or so. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's no relation. He obviously, I don't know if you um, know who he is, but he yeah. used to be world number three. Uh, he won the British champion. Open. Yeah, exactly. So um, obviously, you can't get much better than that. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, it must be great to have not only your father in your your corner, but someone uh, with the pedigree that David has as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. is uh, is there? There's another Evans, a Welsh guy. Uh, is it Emer or a- a- uh Yeah, Emir. 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 Okay. Yeah. Is he your? He, yeah. Emir. Yeah. <laughs> he's my he's my brother. Okay. He's yeah. my brother too. Yeah. So he's and uh, how how was he doing? Uh, um, and he's doing really well now as well on the uh, PSA. Okay. He's doing well. He's up to he's up to I think he's up to one. 30 in the world okay. now okay okay what are the what are the most uh, strenuous days for you in training like the days you look back on and say uh yeah yeah that that was really uh that was really worth uh worth it a- after after the fact um i think i think for me it was it's this um yeah i think i think for me it's the the summer training we do um I spend two days a week in Cardiff training with Dave and a lot of the guys and whoever's sort of around. And I think those those days have been the ones that have been, yeah, those were hard and they were really worth it. And then obviously through the summer when there's been no tournaments and stuff, you can really put a lot of work into your body. Um, so I'd have to say the summer, the summer, you know, the summer months are really the most hardest, but the most rewarding. And I think that's what gets you through the season. So what, what do you do exactly when you're uh... – like what? What would be a, a, a tough day for you at the office when you're training in the summer? Um, so normally I would um, do fitness in the morning. Uh, um, it could consist of probably some sort of track, uh, whether it be four hundreds or eight hundreds or anything that involves running. Really, for me, um, right. so that would be the sort of morning, the morning session. Maybe, maybe if that's well, that's normally like very, very hard. So then we'll have lunch and then we'll be on court all afternoon uh, with the guys doing games, conditions or, you know, whatever whatever Dave or the coach wants us to do at that time. Right on. Yes. I, I mean, I, yeah. uh, I can remember when I used to run the 400s back in the day, as a, they were difficult. Mm. Oh, the, yeah, the, the, the hardest probably session 
to do because no matter how much better you get or how much faster you think you're getting, it's still just as hard because you're still not getting much rest and exactly. it just adds up and adds up. So it's, but it's one of the, one of the sessions that I think is the most rewarding session um, for on-court stuff. Yeah, because when you feel the pain in a match, uh, yeah, you can go back to those days on doing the four hundreds, and you can say, "I've been here." Yeah, exactly. And you go into a match, and you're just thinking, "I can do it." You know, if you've done those sessions and they're in the bank, then it's it's just about using that in the match, and it it gives you so much belief if you can do those sessions that you know you can you can play a very hard match. Uh, you've got me. I, I'm, I'm going to start my doing 400s again after 20 years. <laughs> <not doing it. laughs> Definitely, highly advised. Highly advised. Yeah, yeah. No, no I'm going to start this uh, this uh, Sunday. Okay. Oh, okay, good. Sunday's a work. Sunday's a Monday in the in the Middle East, by the way. You might know. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah. I was going to say Sunday's normally my day of rest. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Now, um, now you, I know you don't want to look too far ahead, but your your next match is uh, against Nor uh, Al Tayeb. Now, you you have mm-hmm. uh, you've had success against her, uh, uh, namely uh, this time last year, where where you beat her in the Windy City Open, and and you've played her uh, a few times since then, and haven't been so lucky, but still the matches have been have been uh, pretty close and pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. What are you expecting uh, from tomorrow's match? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a hard match tomorrow. Um, as you said, last year I managed to uh, win here, um, but obviously since then she's really, really, really just taken off. And obviously being at three in the world now, she's everyone's been struggling to beat her. So I know how it's going to be. Um, I played her in the World Championships in December, and although I lost three love, I really felt like um, I played quite well. Um, so obviously. There's a few. Th- I need to sort of watch that match back and and think of things to do differently this time. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's a. It's going to be a good match, and I can't wait to play it. Yeah, you've you've definitely uh, generated some momentum uh, over the the last mm-hmm. few weeks. Obviously. Um, yeah. What What is it about uh, her game that that you think causes uh, not you but but ha- has uh, caused so many people uh, trouble? I think she has a lot of um, variety to a game that's very hard to read. Um, physically, she's great. You know, she's she slides into the corners and doesn't seem to ever look that tired. Um, yeah. But it's for for me, I think it's the variety she has and the shot she plays that's very difficult to read. Uh, she's got a number of different shots from the same position, um, and yeah, if you hit the ball loose, you know it's going to go away and she's not going to really let you back in. So I think for me, it's the real, the way she plays squash is very hard to read, which is such a problem for everyone. Right. So what, yeah. what, what uh, you know, in order to counter that, I guess, what would you think you would have to do? Just play, uh, just keep your, your lines pretty straight and tight. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. You've got to really, I think, to close the court down against her, you know, really find your length especially straight and just take her away from take her away from the middle of the court that she's not dictating the play all the time um which is very hard to do but consistently you just have to be really hitting really good length and and then when you get the opportunities is to really put the pressure on her then rather than you know sitting back off her yeah 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 and um i get i mean 
By the way, congratulations on on the British Open uh, National Championship. Thank uh, you. That, that, that's Thank huge. You. Uh, uh, did you see? I, I read somewhere where you you weren't expecting that. You thought it was a bit early. Is that yeah? I mean, I think I think for me, you know, there's so many good players in in Britain at the moment, especially like you've got like Laura, Alison, Sarah Jane Perry, all ranked in the top ten in the world, and and it wasn't really expected and you know it's something that I've always wanted to win but if you'd have asked me whether I thought you know now would have been the time I probably would have said possibly not you know these guys are consistently competing well on the tour and I'm obviously not in the top 10 I'm ranked behind them and I have like they've all won it before and I haven't so yeah I mean if I was expecting it I would have said not not now if if at any time you know yeah well I guess uh, I mean in hindsight yeah. and maybe for someone like me looking at it from a different point of view, you, you've had wins against uh, mm-hmm. some big, big players. So uh, I guess maybe yeah. some of the pundits, not I'm, I'm not a pundit, but some of them might have said, well, this isn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's probably, you know, I try not to listen to sort of what people are saying and because um, obviously you've got to concentrate on your matches, but, for me, just like consistently to beat, you know, for that tournament was three really, really good players in a row, which I don't get the opportunity to do that as much in so the that big tournaments. So uh, Allison, uh, first Laura, Allison. Uh, who was yeah. before Laura? Who, yeah. Who did you beat before you... you, you Say again. The, oh, okay, so Jenny Dunkoff. Oh, right, right. Okay, that, that was yeah. Jenny, yeah. So, yeah, so to beat... To beat yeah. Yeah. Three big players in a row, day after day. Um, it's something that these girls are sort of used to doing. Whereas I'm at the minute, you know, winning my first rounds at the World Series events, but then coming up against someone obviously very good, and then if I lose that match, I'm not getting the opportunity to play the next one all the time. Right. So, so that's I think that was the difference as to how I was sort of going into it was trying to think about more so the pressure on themselves rather than myself. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it just went goes to show that you, uh, I think you definitely have it in you to, uh, to win those big matches, uh, one after the other. So, uh, keep it going. Uh, thank you with uh, round two, uh, tomorrow. Um, yeah. now, I was looking at your Twitter, uh, account earlier and, um, mm-hmm. I noticed your Twitter banner and I, I think it's awesome. Um, if, any of our listeners, uh, uh, have, any of my, my millions of listeners haven't seen it, uh, <laughs> please go to uh, Tesney's uh, uh, Twitter page. What's your Twitter handle, by the way? My, my Twitter handle is just my name, so it's just at Tesney Evans. Okay, well, check it out. Um, now it's a, it's a yep. banner, it's a picture of you like tossing your racket. So I just wanted to know, uh, are you tossing it <laughs> in celebration or uh, in disgust? No, it's disgust. Okay, it's disgust. It's definitely disgust. What's the backstory? It looks like I thought it was disgust, but uh, yeah. So it was in a match in I think it was the U.S. Open this year, and I was playing Renim Elvalili, and I was I was getting destroyed, and I was so frustrated that I just couldn't get into the match, and someone must have just caught it, you know, on point really. Um, <laughs> That I was just like so annoyed. It's just like, okay, just drop the racket before you throw it somewhere or at something and break it. So it was just more of a, let's just drop my racket and just leave it. 
Okay. So you, it was in disgust, <laughs> uh, uh, self-disgust, not at any... Self-disgust? Okay. No. It was complete self-disgust. Not pointed at the, the officials or anything? Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I'd, like to say, I'd like to say it was, but unfortunately it wasn't. Okay. Well, um, and the, I was just wondering, you're, you're sponsored uh, now by uh, Caracal, the yeah. legend mm -hmm. of, of squash grips, and they also make yes. good rackets as well. I really yeah. like their, their uh, I don't know which grip you use, but uh, I just recently switched from the, the heavier uh, normal grip to the, yep. what's it called, the, uh, the overgrip, is that? The overgrip, oh, okay, I, no, I don't use over, I don't use the overgrip, but... Um, which one do yeah, you they're, use? Yeah, they're the best. I use the, just the normal um, yellow, I, I always one. ask for a, the thicker one, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just don't switched know the name over of it. To, to the other one, and oh my, it, what, it's, it's awesome. Okay. Very, it, the Do you think it's better? To me, I, I think it's better, but you, obviously you, you need to make sure that it's the right size. It might be too small. The grip might end up being too small right. for you. Too small, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It more tacky, uh, and it lasts, mm. if you sweat a little bit, it doesn't yeah. slip as easily. Oh, interesting. Maybe I should try that too then. Yeah, give it an experiment with it uh, anyway. Yeah, maybe I will. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, you're also sponsored by, ba is it Bangor University? Exactly, yeah, I'm sponsored yeah, what, by what's them. That, um, what's that uh, about? Is that, did so, you attend the university or? Um, so I live very close to Bangor University and they're a big, big um, supporter of squash. Um, the guy, Richard Bennett, he um, approached me um, about two years ago. Uh, to say, you know, would I be interested in in just being sponsored by them um, to get their name out there to attract people to go and to go and uh, study there and train? It's got it's got great facilities. It's got four courts. One's a glass court, um, a glass back court with the lower tin, mm -hmm. um, and it was a place that they just offered for me to go and train, use the facilities, and um, oh, they've been a massive help to me and with the tin when the women's changed the tin straight away he was like yep we're going to put the tin down for you oh, cool. um so they're a big they're a big supporter of uh squash and not just squash but well squash as well and they're basically looking for people to go and study there um my dad's the coach at the team okay. um so that's great so people can kind of go and do both so it's about bringing the juniors to still attract them to still play squash while they're studying really um so that's 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 the story behind it, really. So the, does Bangor do they participate in the uh, UK the varsity uh, squash? League? They do. It's yeah. called it's called the it's called the Bucks um, in the UK, mm -hmm. and they yeah they've got they've got women's team, they've got men's team, they've actually got two men's teams and a women's team, and it's really growing. It's got it's a very good university for for this uh, this the study side. But also right. now they're coming into all their sports and stuff, and they find that important as well. So it's okay. great. I, I train there most days, um, so it's great. And they have a men's and a, a women's team as well. Yeah, they have met two men's teams and a women's team as well. So um, it's really good, and they do team training twice or three times a week, and have access to coaching with my dad. And the facilities are great. The gym is great as well. It's got two levels of sort of different stuff. Um, so yeah, a massive thank you to them because they've only just they've only just helped um, me achieve what I'm sort of aiming to do. 
Well, your your achievements are, are growing fast, Tessney, and uh, I yeah. just want to wish you uh, all the best in your uh, in your next round. Hopefully, being on the podcast that that's going to give you the karma that you need to get through. Uh, <laughs> exactly, two. I hope so. I uh, hope so. So far, we're undefeated. Uh, the players that I've had on, so uh, that, that, oh, good. So I'm going to hopefully be the same. Yeah, exactly. You've got the karma. Okay. So uh, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Tessney, thank you so much. We we had to of course through a few technical issues, but uh, yeah, uh, we did it, and uh, it was a pleasure uh, to have you on. Um, all the best. Uh, you've had a, a great past few uh, months, and uh, yeah, keep going. Thank you very much. A pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Tessney. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, that was Tessney Evans, if you need her. She showed up big, and uh, thank you so much, Tessney, for uh, bearing with me through the technical uh, glitches there in the beginning. Uh, but uh, it was great uh, great chatting with her, and we, we covered a lot of uh, interesting ground. And uh, she's got a big match coming up in the Windy City uh, tomorrow, so we want to wish her all the best. Uh, she's got the in-squash karma, so uh, we'll... Uh, hopefully see her move on into uh, round three. But uh, thanks again, Tessney, and uh, thank you all for uh, for listening to In Squash. Uh, if you have any uh, suggestions, feedback, any interviews, uh, you know, you, you'd like to hear on the podcast, please let me know. Uh, we do have some good stuff coming up. Uh, uh, some pro players, both another uh, another pro player on the ladies' tour and a few from the men's coming up soon. Uh, we have some Canadian content, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, uh, uh, Newfoundland uh, squash history, which should be interesting uh, for any of you who, uh, who don't know uh, much about the province of Newfoundland. Well, they have a deep squash history, and we've got two uh, squash uh, players from the past, uh, both great players from that province coming on. Um, we're going to have a, a chat about uh, squash Newfoundland. Um, and then also we've got some other uh, episodes where we're ju- it's just going to be friendly chit-chat about squash. So um, lots to look forward to on the In Squash podcast. Thanks so much uh, for listening. I better get to bed now because I have a game uh, tomorrow morning. Good luck with your squash, and uh, thank you for listening.